Hello friends, thanks for tuning in. So I'm real excited to come at you today from Southrips, England. We are in uh, the eastern part of England, but we're north of London. And I have a real special guest to speak today with us. His name is Ian Frizzell. He's a friend of mine. And um, Ian, it's so good to see you again. Thank you so much. Good to be here, Kyle. We're uh, coming at you live from Ian's house, as a matter of fact. So we're just going to talk today. Um, Ian has Parkinson's disease. We met earlier this year uh, in March of 2017 at a workshop in London. And so um, we've been in touch a lot and um, many of you may have seen Ian's vlogs and his postings. And if not, I'll have a link on the screen so you can go and check that out. But um, I'm really glad we could get together. Yeah. It is really great to be here in uh, this part of England because I've never been here before. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, all the the, uh, the buildings, the architecture, and uh, driving on the other side of the road, <laughs> on the other side of the car, is really, really cool. So, um, as I mentioned, so uh, Ian has Parkinson's disease, and he has quite a story to tell, and we'll go through all of it today. Um, but first, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Ian, I'm 50, 56 this year. Um... I've had Parkinson's for about 20 years, mm -hmm. but it's only recently been diagnosed. So. Right. I used to um, work in IT, I was an IT consultant for 20 years, and uh, unfortunately I had to give that up because of Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I'm alive, So, um, yeah, we, and you know, uh, we've talked about this a lot, you and I have. So you're the whole process of getting diagnosed. I know it took a long, long time. Um, but before we talk about that, let's go back. Um, what was your first indication that something wasn't right? Like a symptom, let's say. Well, although I didn't know it at the time, it would have been a loss of sense of smell. Mm -hmm. I had a really heavy cold and sinusitis, and I lost my sense of smell completely, and it didn't, didn't come back afterwards. And I thought it was to do with the sinusitis. But it, it never returned, and I later found out that's an early sign of Parkinson's. Um, which should have been really picked up on at that stage, but um, wasn't. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what did you do about that? Um, you, I know you saw a doctor more than one, I think. Right? I saw a doctor. I, I was working abroad. I was working in uh, Amsterdam. And uh, I started smelling strange things, smelling chemical smells. And then I started with a, a mild tremor in my hands. And when I got back from my contract, I went to see my doctor and he referred me to a neurology department at the local hospital. Mm -hmm. And they examined me and they made me do all the, the usual tests. And they said, well, you haven't, definitely haven't got Parkinson's. And we don't think you've got MS. Mm. And that was it. And the diagnosis, which was handed down by my GP, was uh, benign tremor. Which basically means I've got a tremor and they don't know why. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I, you, uh, we, I know the story. We've talked about this, so that's really frustrating. I mean, just to hear about that is frustrating. Um, what came next? Was it like another symptom or difficulty doing anything? Or um, if you could give us a little idea of that type of thing, and then what was the next step? Well, the, in the my, my, my um, symptoms progressed in that my tremor got a little stronger. And I had a tremor in my leg. 
which incidentally is not um, indicated with benign tremor. Um, and I decided that I wasn't very satisfied with the diagnosis of benign tremor because it's like a, a non-diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I went online to see if I could find out why uh, they considered Parkinson's an MS and why they hadn't diagnosed them. And uh, I came across accounts of people who had been diagnosed with Parkinson's and MS and other neurological conditions. And it turned out to be the mercury in their, in their uh, amalgam fillings. Mm. Yeah. So I consulted, um, well, for, first of all, I, I researched the symptoms of uh, mercury poisoning and I was like ticking almost every box. And so I, I uh, went to see um, a dentist who specialised in uh, amalgam removal, removal, whose name was Jack Levinson. He's, he was very well known in the mercury-free dentistry world. And he said I had classic signs of amalgam poisoning. Okay. And so I then had them removed. Mm -hmm. And all, all my dental metals were removed, all the gold, gold crowns and uh, metal back crowns, and all my amalgams replaced. And after that, the tremor became more tolerable. It didn't go away, but it became more tolerable. Mm -hmm. And the tremor in my right leg disappeared completely. Mm. Wow, interesting. So, um, I know we've talked about this before. So, you, you think probably the mercury had something to do possibly with... I mean, we can't really tell, you know. It's, it's, like, it's difficult because the medical profession won't look at it. Mm. So, it's only what I surmise. And... Um, Eventually, one of the neurologists I saw re in, in recent years, he concluded that either it was benign tremor and now I've got Parkinson's, but that because I had leg tremor, that would, that would sort of rule out benign tremor. Mm -hmm. uh, but then if it was Parkinson's, which he, he, he thought, thought it was probably slowly progressing Parkinson's, then it shouldn't have got better mm -hmm. because it doesn't do that. It's right. progressive disease. Mm -hmm. Um, so really, that's all up in the air. But I'm I'm of the opinion that my um, sensitivity to dental metals triggered my Parkinson's disease. Sure. Yeah. It's like we can't. There's things we just don't know, right? <laughs> Where we can speculate a lot of different things. Um, so um, let's let's move a little bit forward in time here. So, what, at what point in time did you have those fillings removed? After uh, how long ago? How long after the first symptom, like loss of smell? How many years after that was it? A year or two years after I got back from Amsterdam. Okay, so that's um. So that me around about ninety six, ninety seven. Okay, and we're in uh, two thousand seventeen right now in September. So, just to get a, a timeline for everyone, so that's going on about twenty years ago then. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, um, let's go forward chronologically just a little bit. Like, what, what were you finding was happening as far as, uh, how were you affected with your movement? Um, uh, maybe anything you used to do, did it, were there certain things that became more difficult? No, I mean, um, basically, my, my symptoms stopped progressing when I had the, my amalgams removed. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I, I still had a mild tremor. Um, and I had various other symptoms like um, my sense of taste and smell and my hearing and uh, my walking 
to a degree. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I sort of sought um, professional advice from my doctor about each of the individual symptoms because I didn't want to look at the whole picture. Yeah. Because if I said I have what I think is a malware poisoning because I've got this and that and the other, and they weren't interested. But if I said I've got this that, and the other, mm -hmm. there's individual problems. So they referred me to uh, ear, nose and throat specialists who said, yeah, yeah, you seem to have lost your sense of smell. I'm like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. No no explanation. Uh, hearing specialist who said, yes, you've got some hearing loss, but no, no explanation. Okay. Um, let's fast forward. The symptoms got worse. At some yeah. point, they got they got uh, bad enough where you actually had DVS. Yeah. So um, let's let's move forward. Unless there's anything you want to cover in, in the middle of those two areas, yeah. uh, what? How did things progress for you? How were you affected? And what led to the deep brain uh, stimulation surgery? Well, I've kind of stopped um, working in IT at that point. And I was doing a house renovation. I bought this cottage to renovate. And um, I then had some dental work done in, in 2010, late 2010, early 2011, which was in fact just, just before I bought the house. And um, I had some bridge work put in. Now, because I wasn't very wealthy at the time, I had them done on, on the National Health. And they put bridges in with metals on the back. And within four weeks of the second set of bridges being put in, I started shaking. Mm, okay. So I had them whipped out again, obviously, by, by then. Right. What, whatever had been triggered had been triggered, and uh, I progressed. Right. So I went from having a very, very mild tremor to having a wild, uncontrollable tremor. Yeah, you went into a really rough time there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what was going on? I was prescribed Parkinson's drugs that um, didn't have any effect on me, basically. And I'm interrupting, I'm sorry, but at this point you're still not officially diagnosed with Parkinson's, right? Not until I went to see it. Once I started shaking following my dental work, I went to see my doctor who referred me to neurology department in Norfolk and Norwich Hospital. And mm -hmm. uh, I saw a chap there who, who said that... Um, if he was a betting man, he'd bet that I had Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. and that really was my official diagnosis, which was uh, probably August, September 2011. All right. Okay. So, it, it, I know you, you mentioned earlier, so around 2011 is when you were, you, you went into a really difficult time then, right? And yeah. Where the, the tremors were getting really bad, right? Yeah, the tremor progressed very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I, had, I went from no visible tremor to uh, not being able to sit still, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. uh, over a period of um, two or three years, mm -hmm. and it uh, declined. Um, I tried various PD medications, which I, I didn't want to try at first. So they immediately they diagnose you, they, they put you on some form of medication mm -hmm. and they gave me dopamine, dopamine agonists and I didn't take them at first because I've heard all the stories about dopamine agonists mm -hmm. and the side effects and there sort of came a point where my trauma was such that I had to do something so I started to take them 
uh, sort of several months and they didn't have any effect on me whatsoever. So I discontinued those. And then was prescribed levodopa carbidopa. It was quite funny actually, my, my neurologist said, uh, we'll put you on um, 100 milligrams. He said, if you don't feel anything, just increase it until you do. Mm -hmm. So I did. Mm -hmm. And I increased it until I got 600 milligrams of dose. <laughs> I did a little bit of research, I made sure I wasn't overdosing myself. By, mm -hmm. I checked on the internet what was the maximum dose of it, dosage. Anyway, I went back to see the neurologist and he said, well, how are you doing? I said, well, I said, no effect. And I said, I've got look, look to uh, 600 milligrams a dose. He said, what do you mean 600 milligrams a day? I said, no, 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 a dose. <laughs> he said, no, no, that's a dosage for someone with severe Parkinson's. Right, <laughs> right. So that's then we went on to another medication. Uh-huh. Um, so you left it over carbidopa, you said? Mm -hmm. That was that one. And then uh, would you, was there another one added or did they replace those? Replaced them with um, trihexaphenidyl, okay. which um, gave me low mood, and um, marapexin, which is another agonist, which didn't have any effect, and just made me feel fairly ill, really. Okay. And so, um, let's move forward a little bit more in time now. So, at some point, things got bad enough where the drugs probably weren't, it seems like they probably weren't helping enough. No, right? well, then, my, my neurologist felt I was a candidate for DBS, and at that point I was very, very much anti, mm -hmm. because I had known someone um, in the early 90s who'd had the surgery and who died on the operating table. Oh, yeah. So that sort of put me up a little bit. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that surgery, so we're in 2017 right now. Mm -hmm. um, you had the surgery in May last year? April 19th. April. Okay, April 19th, April 19th, 2016. Um, he deemed you a candidate. Uh, about how long before you had the surgery did he well, deem you a candidate? From the, from the point that he referred me, which was just over a year, mm -hmm. and you have, to, you have to go through various tests All right. and be uh, interviewed by a panel. I was interviewed by uh, a panel of about 20 people at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you had the surgery. I had the surgery. And let me ask you this. Uh, I, 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 I should just ask the question, but I have to say, I just recently saw a video of somebody going through the surgery, and they were awake. Yeah. And they were still on the table, and they had immediate... Immediate results, yeah. immediate reduction in tremors. Yeah. Now, that was that person in the video. What happened in your case? What happened? I had the, the more advanced operation, which is the asleep operation. Okay. And uh, the, the um, operating theatre has to be specially equipped for, for the more advanced one. So they, they can position the electrodes submillimetrically. All right. And the reason they keep you awake with the other operation is so they can test your reaction and make sure they have your, the, the electrodes in the right place. But okay. the sleep operation, so they tell me they, they get them exactly where they want them. So you were asleep? I was asleep. Okay. Um, so now we move forward a little bit. Um, what, what happened after that? Did you notice when you, like when you started to move again or when you woke up, did you notice anything different? Immediately afterwards, no, there was no, no real difference. Um, 
I mean, some people get like a honeymoon period after the operation, they get a reduction, dramatic reduction in symptoms, purely because of the swelling in the brain. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get, didn't get any reaction to the surgery. Mm -hmm. And two days later, they, they turned my neurostimulator on. Okay. And then I saw the result. Okay, interesting. So you have, uh, um, there's something you, it's surgically implanted into yeah, you. It's like, right? like a pacemaker. Right. And then that gets, so you've been through uh, periods where you, you'll go and get that programmed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you have a remote device too? Yeah. Uh, right here. That's a... Uh... Oh, yeah, okay. I remember you brought that to the workshop back yeah, in March. Yeah, you generally go very far without that. So is that, okay, so you can, uh, t if you can tell me, like, when would you use that? If you start to feel like it... Like now, if, if I was not in a position where I'm under uh, particular stress, which is like being in front of a camera, which is why <laughs> my left leg is going. Uh-huh, okay. If that, that was going, generally I would think, oh, maybe I'll just increase the voltage on that side a bit. So you can do uh, a, a side? Yeah. You can break it up between sides? Oh, look at, look at that. That's immediate, almost. Yeah. Four or five seconds. Which is interesting, because I, I know about these. Um, I know a, a friend of mine, a doctor in... Toronto, Dr. Alfonso Fasano does a lot of programming yeah. for those, but I've actually never seen that. Yeah. So that's quite amazing. Isn't it? So you, um, yeah. Um, well, let's go back because I, I know that um, you know I want to focus on obviously on you, but one of the things I have learned from Dr. Fasano and also in some research I've done is that um, the immediate. The first few days, weeks, maybe months, I'm actually not sure the time frame. It probably varies per mm -hmm. individual who has DBS. Um, sometimes they're not moving as well. Um, in fact, they may have more balance problems at first. Yeah. Um, how was that for you? Did you experience anything like that? Was it hard to get used to this new device and how to deal with it? Initially, I didn't have a balance problem at all. I was like very elated. Very energetic, um, full of motivation, um, running up and down stairs. My, my wife was freaking because she, she was trying to keep up with me. And uh, we've been given special dispensation to, to go out into London while I was still in the hospital, basically. Oh. So I had the operation on the Tuesday. And on the Friday, the, the, um, well, the doctor said, uh, oh, feel free to go out and have, have some to eat and what have you. So we did. <laughs> we went out and went on the tube and I was running down the stairs and running down the escalator. My missus was going absolutely mad. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. That's good. But did, did you ever experience um, like an adjustment period where there were any um, uh, balance issues? Or I have balance issues that? now. Mm -hmm. um, not serious. I'm not falling. But I, I know that if I... Stand up sometimes I'll sort of have to just get my balance for a moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or grab hold of something and just just steady myself. Interesting. So um where should we go with this? Because I I feel like uh to me this is really interesting. To, to actually see how that just worked to mm. calm your left leg down. That was very fast, like five seconds and yeah. all of a sudden it just it stops moving. 
Um, so it seems that at this point then that it's been very beneficial because your tremors before the surgery though they were out of control. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, now tell us because I want I'd like to share more details if you don't mind with everyone. A lot of people don't know about this. Like I know that when I met you back in uh, March this year, that day in the morning you had stopped at the hospital yeah. to get reprogrammed, right? Yeah. And um, you did that again recently? About a month or two ago, yeah. Okay. So I'm just curious, like, how do you determine, do you determine that? Do you call your neurologist and say, hey, I feel like I need an adjustment? Yeah. Yeah, I, I called the hospital down in London and um, the DBS nurse there would just put me in and uh, mm. said, well, how are you feeling, how are you walking, and they'd watch me move and we hear me talking and... Um, so they do some testing, so they are watching you and so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I was, yeah, I was curious about yeah, that. Yeah, every, every time they adjust me, then, then they make me go and walk, so they observe you walking, mm -hmm. turning. Okay, yeah, rotations are a big deal, right? Yeah. A lot of times that's a, a trigger for freezing of gait, which can lead to more falls. Hmm. Um, how are you with rotations now? Yeah, no, not that at all. I don't seem to have any problem at all. We were cruising around in his, his car earlier, and <laughs> I, by the way, I love that car. <laughs> I also love going fast. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, but anyways... Um, I mean, I was observing you moving, and you're moving really well. I mean, I, I'm really happy to see that. You know, it makes me happy to, to see you moving well. Um, so you've, you've experienced benefits from the DBS, obviously. Yeah. But let's, let's take another a turn here and talk about some other things. And if you want to bring DBS back into it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to know, in what other ways... Uh, we were talking about this earlier, if you don't mind me just mentioning, like, sometimes getting motivated to do things, I, I know that can be an issue, right? Motivation's a huge I, issue, yeah. I run into this often with people with PD. Um, does that go up and down? Is it, can, does it, how is it? It can be affected by, um, by DBS. It can be affected by the programming. I mean, um, sometimes it's too much one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, initially when I had my first programming, I was receiving too much stimulation. I was over, over motivated, if you like, and um, it, my, my wife didn't recognise me. Mm -hmm. She she was really concerned, and um, then they changed the settings, and oh, she had her husband back. Mm. <laughs> okay, interesting. So that actually that's interesting. So DBS had something to do with. Overstimulation was caused over motivation, if you will. And uh, dyskinesias, and uh, mm -hmm. just generally, my per it affected my personality. Okay, yeah. Um, do you, are there any th other things that you struggle with? I mean, I know sometimes people get depressed or they're anxious or um, sleep problems. I think I've had anxiety issues ever since. Ever since I can remember, uh, all of my adult life, I think I've been, had anxiety problems, but uh, I've never sort of related that to being Parkinson's, but perhaps it was. Mm -hmm. yeah, who knows? No, mm -hmm. certainly the doctors don't know. Mm -hmm. so, um, mm -hmm. Anxiety, depression, 
No, but lack of motivation and um, low mood, I think, uh, are features quite quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Lack of motivation is the most debilitating. Well, I've read so many of your uh, what you write, and I I watch the vlogs. Oh, by the way, we should mention that too, because I can have a link on the screen. But then the uh, the audio version does. I'll extract the audio right, and it goes oh, right. On, it goes on iTunes. So I want to say the website address. But what is the website address they should go to for the for the blog? Mm-hmm. It's www.dbsacompletenobrainer.co.uk. Okay. .co. So dbs.dbsacompletenobrainer a complete no brainer is one word. .co.uk. Okay. Dot, not dot com, but dot co. Right. .co.uk and uh, the YouTube channel too is there a link from that site over to the YouTube? There isn't, no well hmm. you, 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 go, you go to YouTube and look up Ian Frizzell and just go to his channel yeah yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, there's 40 something vlogs now Four, 41 vlogs and uh, about 20 other videos so. you do that every week you put up a vlog every week I do a vlog yeah Yeah, you're really good about that we expect them we're waiting for them <laughs> you know it's like a, oh yeah I know tomorrow he's probably putting it up so it's, it's good though that yeah fr- Friday is vlog day yeah yeah um, yeah tomorrow yeah so <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow Carl will be a star in my vlog <laughs> okay well that's uh, thank you thank you <laughs> Yeah, well, it's interesting because what you're doing now, what I see is, um, you know, you you have a lot of followers, and I'm I think that's really great because what what happens is I know that um, I've I've teach workshops all over the place, right? People with PD come in, the caregivers come in. Sometimes they're actually they're sometimes they're apprehensive and they think, mm-hmm. you know, who is this guy supposed to be teaching us stuff? This and that. And I don't blame them, you know. Some have been through some really hard times. Uh, most of the time it's not like that, but you get the occasional ones. But then, you, I've had people come to me and say they're watching your stuff. Yeah. Or, or Omtola, you know, just people who are taking a stand. Mm-hmm. Either uh, fighting back against the disease in one form or other, or just sharing their experiences. So it's something relatable to others with PD that actually helps to offer hope. So I really appreciate what you do because you offer hope to people through these vlogs. You're real, but you're also real about it. You know, you don't fluff things up (laughs) and make them all pretty like, oh, it's no big deal. I have Parkinson's. No, you have Parkinson's, you have hard times, but you also, you offer hope and people appreciate what you do, so. Yeah, I get, get a lot of positive comments. Bravo to that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, because that's, that's uh, to have that uh, commitment to every single Friday put up a vlog for the past 42 weeks or whatever yeah. it is, you know, that's, that's great. I remember when you first started doing them, and we hadn't met yet. But, um, so, uh, see, where are we here? We're talking about um, <laughs> how you've been affected. Oh, oh, I know, we were talking about things like low mood. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you do to try to get yourself out of that? Brute force, really. Brute force and, uh, and a dog. And the dog. The dog gets me out of the house. I, I, I Willow, could... I don't know if you can see her, but she's a beautiful lab, black lab. Like Willow's sweet. <laughs> she, she gets me out of the house twice a day. Mm-hmm. Without the dog, there's no doubt that some days I wouldn't go out the door. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that gets me out. Mm -hmm. um, motivating me to do something is, is very, very difficult. My wife will attest to that. But um, I've got a lot of work I need to do to, to finish off the renovation of the cottage. Mm -hmm. And although I want to do it, I can't do it. And I can't explain to you why that is. Yeah. But I can't do it. Right. <laughs> well, you know, some some days are just a struggle. You know, you just don't feel like doing stuff. And I'm, I say that just as yeah, just a guy who just doesn't feel like doing <laughs> things. You know, yeah. I, I have I have this saying, I, I pretty much relate this to fitness with uh, my clients, which actually I have to uh, qualify this. My clients who have uh, movement disorders are very committed. So when we show up, my little team, whoever is training them that day, when they show up, th these people don't cancel. Um, it's the other ones who don't have any diseases <laughs> have trouble <laughs> getting them to move and do their home exercise program. And so, because I struggled with that for years. I used to be a lot heavier, I wasn't very healthy. And uh, once I committed to make the change, basically it's, if I just get started, I get the energy to keep going. Yeah. But it's like getting started and it's sometimes it feels like brute force to get myself off the couch or to do something, but literally within sometimes two, three, four, five minutes, boom, I'm ready to rock yeah. and roll and I'll keep going with that exercise or project or whatever it is. Yeah, and I think um, that, that's the reason that I do the, the vlogs in the blog, mm -hmm. is because I, now I'm committed to it. Mm -hmm. and I've got a number of followers on the blog who, who I know, I can tell by the stats that they're looking every morning. Oh, and if yeah, it wasn't right. there in the morning, the stats dive. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, but you know, that's how, how you actually set yourself up to be accountable to yourself and to them. Yeah. Right, that's actually... I feel, really... I feel bad if it, if it isn't there and people are looking for it, I feel bad about that. So, yeah. that's my motivation to get and do it because I've committed to it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's really good, you know. That's a commitment to you to keep you accountable to yourself, but... You're but, delivering to them and you don't yeah. want to disappoint them, right? Yeah, I know the second that I slip and I don't do it, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. You know, if I didn't do the blog today, tomorrow, that's, that would be the end of it. Not doing it, yeah. yeah. So I've got to keep, keep it going. See, I think that's great though, you know? And then you get it done, I imagine you probably feel good when it's done, like, okay, I got it done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, um... Man, we cover a lot of stuff here. I mean, we haven't talked about cannabis. Uh, yeah, and I want to get... To, that's actually my next thing. Because I wanted to ask... But before I do, you went through this long process of getting a diagnosis. You had terrible tremors. Uh, you had the DBS. Things have gotten better. But I know you have other, other ways you're managing things, too, just to try to help. So if, if you don't mind, I, I would love you would you would talk about... Uh, cannabis and yeah, you know. yeah. Well, when I was um, experimenting with all the Parkinson's drugs and not having any relief from them, um, I found accounts online of people who were using cannabis calm PD tremors, and uh, I know someone who uses it recreationally, so I asked them to get me some. And I tried it, and it was just like amazing, um, instantaneous. 
Well, I'm saying, saying it's five minutes after smoking a bit mm. of cannabis, I, I almost stopped trimming. You have a video on that. Yeah. That's the viral video, right? That's the viral one. It's like 40 million views or something, if you combine yeah. all the views. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. got about a million on my channel and 40 on, uh, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so I discovered that, and that, that was what got me through a 12-month period between being referred for DBS mm -hmm. and actually having the DBS surgery. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite funny, I, I mentioned that I, I had this um, panel interview for DBS right at the end, where they, they, everyone from the nurse up to the neurosurgeon himself and the head of the department is there listening and watching you and asking you questions, determine if you're going to be a suitable candidate for the, for the surgery. And right at the end, the neurosurgeon said to me, he said, um, and what do you currently use for your tremor? I said, well, I don't take any PD medication. Mm -hmm. And he just looked at me and I said, um, I do use cannabis, though. And there was just a sea of grinning faces. <laughs> no one, no one said a word. You could have had a pin drop. Oh, but there yeah. just grins everywhere. That's and great. So they, they knew that people were using it. But they yeah. can't say mm -hmm. use cannabis because it's illegal. Interesting. So interesting because like in New York State, uh, well actually you have, I don't know, Colorado, Oregon, it's legal to go and buy it. If you just want to get it, you go get mm -hmm. it. Um, in New York State it's not legal to go buy it, but it's legal for to be prescribed in various yeah. forms. Is it, can you do that here or not? No. They can't, okay. No, I mean there's a, a cannabis-based product called Satavex that uh, is available for, for MS, it's licensed for, for MS. But I believe it's not available on the uh, NHS. Oh, okay. Because it's so expensive. So you've got to be uh, Rockefellers and buy it. Okay. So I think yeah. most people with, with MS um, who are using cannabis are using it illegally. Mm -hmm. And actually the MS Society actually came out in support of it recently. Which is a big step for them. Uh, you know, I saw that because I've been working on this MS program. Mm -hmm. And uh, with a, a friend of mine who has MS for the past 30-something years, 35 years. And I saw that on the MS Society website. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So um, is this something you continue to use? Yeah, because I don't, I don't take any PD meds still. I don't take any, any PD meds at all. Um, and generally, if I've got my trauma under control, my DBS, and it's breaking through a little bit on my left side maybe, I'll have a smoke mm -hmm. or a vape, a bit of vape mm -hmm. cannabis. Mm -hmm. And five minutes later, I'm calm again. Hmm. So I, I look upon that as my, that, that's my PD med. Mm -hmm. But it's just not prescription. You know what? You have to, uh, if you can improve the quality of your life, hmm. right? And what's wrong with that? And I, I, uh, I, I feel that, uh, I mean, I'm not in a position to say anything here. I'm not a doctor, and I'm not here to bash the doctor. I would never do that, because my son's a doctor. You know, it's he's he's a fourth-year med school, he'll graduate mm -hmm. next year. I mean, there's a time and a place for medications, and uh, certainly is, uh, without them, our society would probably be in pretty rough shape in a lot of areas, um, even though a lot of things are over-prescribed in mm -hmm. some areas, right? But you have to do what works for you. Right, I know. Um, well, I'm told she. I don't. I can say this because I interviewed her, 
and uh, she's not taking any PD meds right now. Um, so she's if you, if you don't have to take them, I think it's a good move. Yeah, I think uh, from what I was reading, I was, I was actually watching a video of Dr. Stanley Fon, uh, who I actually got to meet back in the spring. A wonderful gentleman. Uh, he's, he's, he's an icon in the, in the neurology world. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, in fact, he, he founded the World Parkinson Coalition, I believe, or Movement Disorder Society. <laughs> he mentioned in that video, which is readily available on YouTube, it's about an hour-long lecture from a, a conference in Florida last year, 2016, about the, the longer you can wait, yeah. The better, because eventually the the effect seems to wear off sooner. From what I understand, I'm they're not a doctor. Saying, five, they're saying you five years, really. Yeah. Usually, when they diagnose you, they'll tell you that you've got five good years, and that's five years of medication working. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, I would want to. Uh, I'm not saying that that I'm, uh, but not on the record like I'm a doctor here. I'm saying that this is what I've I've, I've been researching. That generally speaking, the longer you can wait, the better. But you know. Hmm. And it's an individual thing, obviously. I, I've never been in a position to have to take anything like this, so I can't say what I would do. I have no way of knowing, but it's an individual, yeah. it's an indi individual thing. I think if you, if you took uh, a PD medication and it helped you without being too serious on the uh, side effect front, then you'd continue to take it. But I was taking PD meds that weren't addressing my symptoms, but were making me feel extremely ill. Hmm. So it was really uh, no-brainer to stop taking them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, true. Right. You don't want to feel worse. Um, so the, the cannabis, I'm glad we talked about that because it's definitely something I wanted to mm -hmm. cover. And uh, that video, you've got to check out his channel. Uh, that's on the YouTube channel. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, is that one of the vlogs? No, no. That's, that's a separate that's before, one? Before I started doing the vlogs. It was, okay. um, it's called uh, Parkinson's Disease Tremor Control. Okay. Yeah, so you want to check that out. It's very powerful because um, you do a before and an after. Yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful. Well, is there anything else you'd want to uh, you want to add? Anything else, any message, any takeaway message you want to give to people? Well, people like you tell me that I should exercise. And I know I should exercise and exercise is medicine for Parkinson's disease, it does help. But I have great difficulty, not because I don't want to exercise, but because I don't have the energy to exercise. Mm -hmm. So um, I did get to a point where I was beating myself up about it really, about not doing enough to help myself. But I think you've got to do what you can, not beat yourself up about it. Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what somebody's going to do is going to depend upon their energy, their ability. And what I always say is, you know, you, you do have to do what's right for you. I mean, I can show you a million things that might be helpful. The bottom line, though, is keep moving, <laughs> right? And you get out with Willow, the puppy, yeah. this beautiful puppy here, and you get out, you're moving. Well, I'll tell you, tell you well, the first, the, the only time that I've actually had a proper fall was m me telling myself I need to get out there and do more. Mm -hmm. And taking her for a walk, and instead of walking with her, I thought, well, while she's having a walk, I'll jog around the field. And I have my jogging wellies on, of course. <laughs> I started jogging, and I was, my postural imbalance taking over, and I was leaning further and further forward. Oh, I was going faster and faster and faster, and all of a sudden, you're 
bang, flat on the floor. Did you get hurt? No, no, I didn't okay. help myself. But, uh, you know, made me feel like a right idiot. Yeah, we, you know, that's the thing is uh, just getting out and getting moving, you know. You have to do what's right for you, mm. you know. So, but here's the thing, though. You have these days, right, where you don't have the motivation, but you, you use, as you use the term, brute force. Yeah. You still just do it and you do stuff anyways, yeah. you know. Maybe some days it's more than others, but you're still doing stuff, and that's the key. You're getting out there. Yeah, because it's very, very easy not to do stuff. It is you're easy, no, I no, know. You have no motivation. I don't have I any could, disease, I, I know it's not easy. Yeah. from dusk till dawn, dawn to dusk even. I can just sit here and do nothing. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. not good. No, I know. I, I actually know what that feels like. And I'm not dealing with any issues, health issues. It's just sometimes I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> but I have to, you know. I get I just get started and then I get the energy to keep going. And usually I'll go further than I thought I would with whatever it is. A workout or a bicycle ride or a run or you know, whatever I just decide I'm going to do. Um... Yeah, well, you know, I really appreciate, first of all, welcoming, uh, thank you for welcoming me into your home. That's all right. And I'm really glad to be up here. This is a, this is a beautiful place. This whole area here is just so <laughs> cool. So, um, I appreciate your friendship, and thank you. <laughs> thank you. Really, really, yeah, I'm so glad we could talk. So, we're going to say the website again. It is www.dbs. A, a complete, complete no-brainer.co.uk. Got it. In unison. That was good. And so check them out. Go to YouTube and uh, look up Ian Frizzell. So it's I-A-N. And then the last name is F-R-I-Z-E-L-L. -L. Yeah, all one word, Ian Frizzell. Uh, okay, and that's the channel. That's your name. Uh, channel, your yeah. first and last name. Okay. Got it. All right. So anyways, um, I hope you found this as uh, informative as I did, because I learned things about you today that I didn't know, and it's just really, uh, you shared a lot with us, so I appreciate that. Thank you for watching, and have a fantastic day. Cheers. Thanks, man. That was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That was fun.